Hello, everyone. I'm Roman Polnar, and on behalf of Hebrew Free Loans Business Circle, I'm delighted to welcome you to Food for Thought, a series of monthly conversations with experts in our community who have offered to share their knowledge and insights with us. And today we have a delicious topic to dive into. We'll be talking about wine. Well, mostly about wine. We'll also talk about how one of our Business Circle members turned his interest into a hobby, to an obsession, and eventually into a business. So if you're thinking about starting a business, or if you already have a business, or if you just love wine, you'll find this conversation especially interesting and relevant. But before welcoming Warren Egnall as our guest, our wine aficionado and longstanding Business Circle member, I'd like to thank our sponsor the Hebrew Free Loan of San Francisco, for supporting our Northern California Jewish community for over 124 years. And this series is another way to offer resources and support because each person we're speaking with is a business owner with real-world experience, and they volunteer to share their insights that you may find helpful in navigating whatever you are facing in your own life or business. And for those of you joining us live, feel free to ask questions. You can use the comment section below. I'm sure Warren would love to tell you uh, more about wine and answer your questions. So without further ado, uh, let me introduce our guest, Warren Egnall, who is the CEO and founder of Duvan. Uh, we'll have a lot to cover. Um, he's going to talk about a fresh perspective into the world of wine and how to create and enjoy memorable wine experience. So Warren, welcome to Food for Thought. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you, Roman. It's a pleasure to be with you. And thank you to the Hebrew Free Learn, tremendous organization. Uh, thank you. We'll come back to that in a moment. But, you know, Warren, I've got a lot of questions. I'm sure our viewers have a lot of questions. And I'm sure they would love some of your best wine tips. And uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, but first, I want to talk about something else. Because... You know, I remember meeting you several years ago. Uh, you were in the consulting world, and you had an interest in wine. And fast forward, today you're all about wine. You're officially in the wine business. And so while I'd like to know how that journey evolved, because I'm sure you've got some great stories and lessons learned, but I'd like you to start with a quick introduction of what you're doing right now. Tell us about your wine business. Tell us about Duvan. Well, thank you, Roman. Yes, it is an interesting story, but uh, Duvan is what's known as an off-premise retailer. So we don't have a physical store. Everything we do is customized. It's a concierge style mm -hmm. service um, and very personalized. Um, and what we do is try to create unique experiences uh, for, our, for our clients. So the way we sell wine is not by asking you to come into a store with hundreds of wines that are intimidating, it's to engage directly with us, either at an event, a tasting, a dinner, where we're showcasing something special, or by interacting directly with me or someone on my team to understand what you like and what your budget is, and consequently then custom a program or an approach for how you want to drink wine, whether that's a $25 Chianti for a Tuesday night or a $1,000 Grand Cru Burgundy for a special occasion, we're here to work together with you to give you exactly what you need. So fair to say that Duvan is a, a wine club? I, there's a wine club component to it, but no, I would say 
it's an it's it's a wine experience company so it's really about putting people into an environment where they can enjoy wine in a comfortable relaxed uh, environment fun but also mm -hmm. get uh, some education through it without it being intimidating because wine can be an intimidating topic so we try to bring people together to taste wines to uh, share a camaraderie uh, when with with other people who share like interests and to have an adventure of discovering new and interesting things i mean anybody can sell you a great bottle of wine for 150 dollars you just get a famous you know burgundy or, or bordeaux wine but to find not a good but a great bottle of wine for 20 30 or 40 dollars is a very different type of challenge for most consumers, which is where most budgets lie these days, and something in which I take great pride in guiding people towards. So you, you brought up two things that immediately popped up additional questions in my mind. You know, one is wine can definitely be intimidating, right? There's just so many things to know about wine and um, depending on where people are in their journey, uh, might make it more or less accessible to them. And the second thing is that there's that social element. And I think some of the most um, interesting and best memories that I've had around wine were always with other people. So uh, you've touched on that being an experiential company and an experience that you're creating. L let's talk about that. Tell us more about your approach and how does Duvan create those memorable experiences? Well, we, we like to showcase wineries or wine regions or varietals. So we bring people together for dinners or, or tasting uh, experiences at various locations, um, you know, around the Bay Area, primarily where I am, but also we travel to other locations. Um, for example, I have a, a friend in Scottsdale, Arizona, where uh, annually I go down there and we gather his friends in his home and, and uh, do a wine showcase and they pick a theme and they get to experience and enjoy wines from regions and with varietals that they're unaccustomed to and, and then are able to put those into their personal collections. We also um, do some very special events where we'll have a winemaker traveling in from Italy, uh, say from a producer like Vietti, from a, a famous, famous Barolo producer, and we'll have a formal uh, dinner where we'll showcase the current releases and perhaps some back vintages and people get an opportunity to taste wines with the person who owns the winery or made the wine, which is uh, something really that people in the trade uh, generally are, are the ones who tend to do it. But the average consumer doesn't really get much of an opportunity to have those types of experiences in a very intimate um, experience. Well, it also sounds like um, people get a chance to discover and explore wines they might not otherwise have access to at their local retailer. Is that fair assumption or fair thing to say? No, absolutely, because most, uh, most retail is designed to move product off the shelf as quickly as possible. Our model is very, very different in that we don't stock a huge inventory of wine because we tend to purchase that which our clients are looking for. Now, in fairness, every now and again, a phenomenal offer will fall into my lap. We'll jump on it and then we'll promote it uh, through, our, through our newsletter or, or, or on our website. And people tend to take advantage of those. So, yes, it's a, it's, it's a big world of wine. I'm, I'm an adventurous type of person. I, I like wines from all over the place. And I, I, like, to, I like to share those new discoveries um, with people. And often they find that 
new and different can sometimes be more pleasurable. We all have our own proclivities. We all, you know, if we have, if we can only drink one more wine, we know which one we want that to be. But it's nice to have some diversity and for folks to be able to to try new and different things, often they will find a new favorite uh, or a seasonal favorite. And that's really, really exciting to me to, to see people's um, emotions develop in such a positive way when, when, when they're completely surprised. They say, well, I don't really like white burgundy. Well, let's go into that a little bit deeper. Well, you may not like a particular style of this or that, but then you try this one, it's like, oh, wow, I didn't even know. So that's really what it's, what it's all about, is to open people's eyes to new experiences, new wines, new flavor profiles, that they are often surprised that, uh, that they like. So you go off on wine discovery. You bring some of the best gems that you find along the way in places that we might not have access to in our local retailer. You bring it back, and then you create these wine experiences for people to get together, to discover, learn, and enjoy some of these different wines that, if they choose to, they can later purchase. That Yeah, that's exactly correct. It's, it, it's a very difficult uh, task to have to travel across Europe and other wine regions and find these wines or go to the go meet with my distributors and taste dozens and dozens of wines uh, throughout the course of any uh, given week and pick out the best ones and then share those with my my friends and clients. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's the, that's the task I have chosen. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's sort of part of the journey, and this is a passion for me, as you can hopefully tell, and 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 more of a lifestyle business um, than. And then a pure commercial enterprise, although it is that, of course. And it's it's really brought me a lot of pleasure and a lot of joy. And the most joy that I get out of it, frankly, is 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 the uh, in, is interactions with 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 people and seeing the joy and the pleasure they get out of it. Um, one of the things is, and it's really food and wine for me, as you can tell. I, I tend to eat a lot. But, <laughs> um, it's a tough job, Warren. Yeah, but particularly in Europe, I mean, it's highly unusual to see people just drinking wine. Uh, in the United States, we tend to just drink wine as an aperitif, but in Europe, it's wine and food. And that combination and uh, the, the enhanced experience you get from food and wine together and the social aspect of the people who are around you, to which you referred a little bit earlier, uh, I think is, is, is what makes every interaction for me pleasurable and um, and then also um, profitable, both from a financial as well as from a personal standpoint. So I'll, I want to come back to the wines that you source and talk about who you usually invite to these tastings. And furthermore, obvious question in my mind is, how do you do that in the middle of a pandemic? I know that your business has grown quite a bit during this time, and I'm interested to hear how you're managing that growth. But you talked about the journey, right? Discover, discovering the wines and it brings you pleasure and that's the path that you've chosen. Let's, let's explore and let's go backwards. Uh, you weren't always in the wine business, right? So your journey started somewhere else. Uh, I met you when you were in consulting. Tell us about that. What brought you here? Well, yes, you're right. I, uh, I fell into management consulting more by accident than by design. And like with everything, you put in your 10,000 hours, as, 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 as they say proverbially, and you become somewhat of an expert. I, the eminence gris, I have the gray hair to prove it. And did that very successfully for a number of decades. Um, 
but it wasn't my true passion as as effective as I was at consulting and as successful I was with that consulting business. But I had passion for a few things. In my 20s, I had passion for movies, never pursued that. And then developed, you know, always had this passion for, for wine from a very early age, learning about wine from my father, who was a great connoisseur of wine, drinking wine on Shabbos. And, and that just expanded. And it was always very interesting to me. I always I drank a lot of wine and collected a lot of wine. And at one point had over 5,000 bottles in a personal collection. And to cut a long story short, I was involved with some people who wanted to buy some wine and they were unsuccessful in making connections with some folks in the wine business to whom I introduced them. So I sold them some wine and then figured, okay, this could be an opportunity and established the business and started out friends and family like any small business does on the side of my consulting business. And it just grew organically over time until about three, four years ago, I decided that I didn't want to sit in a cubicle with a Fortune 25 company 40 hours a week and commuting two hours a day. And um, while it was very lucrative, it just wasn't satisfying. And now, frankly, the only thing I miss about consulting is the money. Because as they joke in the wine industry, you make a small fortune by starting with a large one. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's terrific. The people I meet, the things I get to do, I love it. And uh, the best thing about it is I sell wine to my clients and my friends, and then they invite me to come and drink it with them. What's better than that? <laughs> so that's really, that's, that's really the journey. But it's a serious business. We have multiple um, facets to the business. Uh, the experiences I discovered, our wine club, we also have, um, uh, you mentioned COVID, we, we've also done a lot of uh, virtual uh, experiences during this time, which have been uh, very rewarding and very successful. I feel quite lucky to be in a business that has actually managed to thrive through COVID. I have deep empathy uh, for folks who have struggled through this. I'm very, very lucky that our business has grown through this. And, you know, we've, we've begun to start doing our in-person experiences again. We take, we've taken the maximum number of precautions to the guidelines as, as we can. And I've noticed people are just desperate to get out and interact with each other again and be social. So we're prudent about how we do that. But we've also, we also do a lot of uh, virtual things, a lot of corporate things, work with corporations, taking, putting back on my consulting hat where I specialize in employee engagement. Uh, we do employee events and stakeholder engagement, customer engagement. We do customer-facing events. We just do it around wine and seminars and blind tastings and blending parties and events. So we've been doing very successfully in the corporate world with that through COVID and have actually migrated to doing some of these experiences um, with, with social groups, people inviting their friends over to their home. I'll come in and we'll save a champagne and we'll, we'll do blind tasting of old world versus new world really just trying to make it fun and, 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 a, and a learning experience. Well, there are a couple of things that I want to explore a little bit more. I mean, you've talked about you know, your journey in pursuing wine as a passion that became a business and you left management consulting, which was uh, something you've done for a long time. I'm sure there were lessons learned along the way where you applied things that you've learned in consulting, perhaps even in advising your clients that you then used yourself in starting the business. And I think for our business circle members or our viewers who are thinking about starting a business, there may be some really interesting gems that you could talk about. But let's first talk about 
sort of who are those people or organizations that you do these events for today? Uh, you've mentioned corporate retreats. You've mentioned team building. You've also mentioned coming into people's homes and you know having a great time around wine and food, as well as virtual events during COVID. So help me better understand you know, who is the ideal experience customer for Duvan? Well, I think it depends on that, partic that, that particular audience. So obviously, if you're in, in the corporate uh, events that we do, a business executive, a manager you know, of a team, an executive who is looking to enhance their brand image with customers or motivate and mobilize their employees to reach goals faster, we, because of my consulting background, I'm able to go in and tie the wine experience to that business outcome to demonstrate an ROI. So a business executive from, from the standards of the corporate program would, would be the audience. Hmm. A wine aficionado is also a key stakeholder for me. People who are, who are serious about wine, who build collections for their personal enjoyment, who age wine to get it to its maximum uh, positive uh, place so that they can enjoy it at its top greatest potential. And also as investments, there are the wine is a very, very good investment, um, especially those that have are in great demand, the rare wines around the world, such as the first growths. Every day someone pops a bottle, a cork on a bottle of Chateau Lafitte, it makes the remaining bottles of the 1982 vintage that much more attractive and therefore more valuable. So those are those, those collectors. And then there are those people who enjoy wine and are much more casual about it, but also want to learn more about it and enjoy more wine or get better value in the wines that, wines that they purchase. Mm -hmm. And so we try to create an environment that's comfortable for them to experience new wines, to try and expand their horizons and to acquire those wines at uh, a value proposition that is significantly more competitive than what they would find if they walked into a traditional retail store. So let's talk about that for a second. So let's just say I'm a casual, um, not a wine drinker, but I appreciate wine. Uh, there's some things I know about wine. There are a lot of things I don't know about wine. Um, but I also know that wine pricing and span a very wide gamut and uh how would you work or what can you offer to someone like myself who wants to you know learn a little bit more and find those good values but also find uh new wines that i might not otherwise uh, discover well Roman, i think the first point is everybody needs to be comfortable with what they are prepared to spend on a bottle of wine and, and that's fine. And we all are in different financial circumstances. And if $25 a bottle is your choke point on what you prepare to spend, that's fine. For other people, it may be $250. There are wines that sell for several thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars. It, that's very rarefied air in a world in which I, I, I don't particularly walk very often. But um, happy to sell those wines. But I think for someone such as such as yourself, I mean, you know what you like, and you've told me, for example, in the past, you know, Warren, I like red wines with this particular kind of character. I like them big and bold and fruity. So you give me a little bit of guidance. I will then be able to find you wines that suit your palate, 
and um, and put a mixed case together, whether it's whites or reds or whatever that you and then you you know and and you've done this and people call me up and say, hey Warren, I'm I'm, I'm having some Branzino for dinner. I'm putting it on the grill outside. Which of the bottles from that mixed mixed case should I open? I said, well, Branzino is a Mediterranean fish, you know, a really good uh, um, you know really good wine from the south of France or Greece uh, would be really good for you. And coincidentally, that Assyrtico that's in your collection that you purchased last week would be perfect. So it, it really is, um, you know, helping people land on where they're comfortable and then pushing the boundaries slowly but carefully so that you can be comfortable broadening horizons. You reminded me of a call I actually did make to you over the, I think last summer, I think when I was putting something on the grill and I said, Warren, what would work really well? And it really did work out great. Um, yeah. So it's a lot of that white glove. I, I thank you for reminding me of that. Uh, it's right. a truly unique experience when you can call someone like yourself and uh, have a casual conversation that really enhances that entire experience. And so the dinner that we had at home with my family was made that much better because we just had that really perfect, not just the pairing of taste, but just there's a story and there's everything around it that developed. And so um, thanks for reminding me on that. And it's great that you do that for folks. Yeah. And I, some people like to collect wines. If they find a particular one, they'll buy a case here and there every few months, mm -hmm. whatever. But a lot of people uh, like to have different things on hand. So one of the things we're specializing is putting mixed cases together. In fact, I've done uh, a whole host of mixed cases on offer for folks who have uh, encountered this uh, spotlight today on our website with proceeds donated to the Hebrew Free Loan uh, Association. Uh, you know, where you, if you, if you want to try some Italian wines, there's an Italian collection or a French collection or a California collection. And that way you get a half a dozen bottles of wine. And what folks do, what I encourage them to do is if you grab a bottle out of one of these mixed case collections and you like it, take a photo and text it for me. And because, you know, drink up because next year they'll make more. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about, um, your website and how folks can find or discover these uh, mixed cases or various um, specials that you come across or these great wines that you uh, get your hands on that we wouldn't ordinarily be able to get, especially not at the price that you can get them at? Sure, absolutely. So the, the website is not a pure e-commerce site in the traditional sense because our model is direct personal interaction and engagement with folks. So you're not going to go to duvan.com and see 500 wines, you know, in inventory and people who bought like this, bought this like that, etc. It's really about some special offers that are there. It's about the opportunity to join our, our wine club or in this particular situation where we've created a special place on the website for folks who have, have attended this. Um, so it's really to encourage people to sign up for our newsletter so you're aware of the events that we're doing or the promotions that sporadically come out. It's not like we're going to hit you every single day with a new offer. It's only when, when, when the right things pop into um, our, our, our arms to share with other, with other people. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to pull up your website. Tell us where we need to go to do that, especially the the special that you refer to for folks watching 
the Food for Thought series or participating in Food for Thought series? Well, um, so here I just brought up your website. Right, so there's the landing page. So if you scroll all the way to the bottom, as you scroll through as you go down, you'll see there there's some experiences. So when we do have experiences, we put them there. These are some past offers that we've done, mm -hmm. uh, most of which still tend to be available. And then all the way at the bottom, there's a little dialog box, as you can see there, where if you put in your email address and, and click yep. uh, subscribe or whatever, when we do have offers of the type that you just saw above, Mm -hmm. uh, that, will, that will come into people's emails. We try to get things up once, you know, once a week or every ten days or something like that. It, it depends on, as I say, what 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 is special. Um, but then, if you scroll all the way up to the top, what I've created, Roman, is a special section um, on the on the menu bar there to the right. It should say HFLA. All right. So anyone who clicks on that, and this will stay up there on the website through the end of this year. So as you can see here, there's the spotlight showcase, but as we go down, there are different case offers. So you can see in there, there's a, a French case, an Italian case, a California, New Zealand, Australia combination, South Africa, um, Argentina combination. And you just click on those. If you want more than 12, six bottles, they're all six packs. You can mm -hmm. get two quantities and get 12. And 10% of all the net proceeds from all of these sales through the end of the year, I will donate back to the Hebrew Free Loan Association. Um, because as a Business Circle member, not only do I donate to the Hebrew Free Loan Association, but in a couple of times uh, through um, my, my career, I've had the opportunity and, and the luck and, uh, to have been a recipient of business loans from the Hebrew Free Loan Association. And um, I'm very, very grateful for the support that the organization provided to me. And um, now, obviously, want to make sure that I'm giving back. Well, that's amazing. And there's uh, no better reason to encourage folks to order more wine from Duvan and help the agency that we all absolutely care and love so much that does so much important work in our community and has been for 124 years. So thank you for doing that, Warren. And um, and I was going to ask you what your connection was to the agency, but you just, uh, I think, mentioned it being a loan recipient. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention that makes you feel so passionate in supporting this agency? Well, yeah, I think that the work that the Hebrew Free Loan Association does, not only in the Jewish community, but in the broader community, particularly in these times, is so important. Uh, for a small business uh, entrepreneur such as, such as myself, being able to get that shot in the arm to help uh, with Duvan, for example, fund the purchase of, uh, of inventory through COVID or during my consulting business to hire some staff to expand uh, what I was able to do is a very difficult prospect borrowing money as a small business using traditional lenders. So the Hebrew Free Loan Association, while not designed to substitute for those mechanisms, can be a really, really solid bridge for entrepreneurs or small business owners to help navigate a particular uh, crisis or to Im Im implement a new strategy or take advantage of an opportunity that we would otherwise not be able to do. But I'm also very passionate about my support for the organization because beyond the business program, the work that they do with students, with families in need, um, it is, I think, a tremendous uh, social uh, service that can often mean 
a huge the huge difference between not making it and being able to navigate through a particular crisis or set of negative circumstances that we all encounter in our life no matter how successful we are we often bump up against negative circumstances and the hebrew free loan association um, from a personal experience and from what i've seen them doing for others is just one of the best uh, charities around uh, thank you warren i really uh, it means a lot on behalf of our business circle and the hebrew free loan of san francisco in general that you're doing this and if um any of our viewers have been to any of the Free Loan events uh, recently in the last year or two. The wine usually comes from Warren and Duvan. So thank you for that. And we've certainly all enjoyed some of your great selections over the years. Um, and so as a quick plug, if you are interested in supporting not only Warren and Duvan, but also the agency, go to Duvan.com, pick up some wine, explore, discover, and see if there's a a great new experience that Warren is putting together that will uh, fit your likes, your budget, and your desire. Um, so thank you for that, Warren. And I do want to spend a couple of minutes, now that we talked about how the agency has been able to support you and your journey and starting Duvan and in helping a lot of businesses and individuals uh, navigate challenges, um, you know, take advantage of opportunities and uh, you know, improve their lives. Um, I want to ask about, you know, your experience and how you've kind of pivoted now a number of times. You went from consulting to starting a small business. You went from a small business that was experienced face-to-face -face based through a pandemic when we were all stuck at home and how you pivoted once again to bring people the wine to their homes and continue that in personal connection. And as now, hopefully we're getting in and out of this pandemic, you know, I'm sure you're going to pivot again. What advice or what lessons learned? What are some of the highlights as a management consultant, as a business owner, can you share with our community that might help them navigate and whatever challenges they might be experiencing at this time or whatever opportunities that might present themselves? Well, I, I think a couple of things. One, we tend to start businesses because we have a passion for it or a new idea or whatever the opportunity presents to, to, to move in a new direction. But what I would say is right out of the gate is do the strategy work. Find someone who can help if you don't have the strategic uh, background to define the vision and you know, establish the goals and objectives and then from that flow to defining the strategies that are going to enable you to accomplish those objectives and reach those goals. Um, and then you can work out the specific tactics that need to execute on, on a strategic level. Now, I take that approach because that's what I learned in management consulting. Mm -hmm. in helping transform organizations or launch new products or engage with stakeholders, et cetera. And entrepreneurs, you know, the cliche of shoemaker's children, it, it, we tend to jump right into the tactical stuff. Mm. And then you're always in reactive mode. So when I decided to start to then, I said, okay, I don't want to just be another wine retailer. I put on my consulting hat and realized that on-premise stores of people walking in to buy wines was not the wave of the future. And that was prescient as it showed in COVID because I didn't have a physical store with a whole bunch of staff and insurance and a million dollars or $10 million of wine inventory. Uh, I was geared up to have wine delivered directly to people's doors. 
and it was tremendously successful. But that accident in terms of the COVID outcome was put in place through the strategic work I did in the beginning, recognizing that the future of the industry was in a particular direction. So that's do the strategy work. And if you don't have it, find someone with a background like mine or a friend or someone who's prepared to be on your board of directors or friends and family and take them out for a glass of wine and get that advice and counsel because it's, it's invaluable. The other piece of advice I would give is you never know what's going to happen. So when I was consulting, I would say to people, one of the reasons you hire me is because I can help you see around the corner so that you don't get hit on the back of the head with a half a brick. And that's not because I'm smarter than anyone else, because it's experience and you've seen it. So the thing is, not you never know what's going to come. So always be prepared for the unexpected. And um, when it does come, don't hang on to antiquated thinking just because you've always done it a certain way. It's frightening to pivot. It's frightening to go in a new direction. But that is really the secret for small business, because if you don't, uh, if you don't keep moving, it's going to pass you by. So thinking ahead, forming a strategy, then tactics. Those are some of the things that I heard you say, which I completely agree with, and then prepare for the unexpected. Correct. And then obviously be comfortable in revising your strategy based mm -hmm. on the circumstances you face. Now, that's massively helpful. Um, Warren, do you see any changing trends in your space in the wine industry? Uh, post COVID, um, yes, I actually uh, I think so. I think fortunately for for our model, I think people have become accustomed to shopping online much more so than ever before for wine, and I think they are comfortable and actually have an expectation that the wine will not come to them in instead of going into a big box store or, or another retailer. So I think that puts businesses such as Duvan at a at a competitive advantage. Um, I also think that uh, experiences, uh, particularly in light of what we've been through the last year and a half or more now, is that people are clamoring for that personal interaction, for those experiences. So I think uh, wine-related travel, wine-related experiences of the type we do with dinners and tastings are going to become more and more in demand. Uh, we have a program at Duvan called our cellar door program where we've signed up wineries around the world so that when American tourists visit these wineries, instead of having to buy the bottles at the winery and schlepping them home with them, uh, they can just go to a, an internet-enabled site I've created for that winery on their smartphone or on an iPad in the tasting room, buy the wines, and when they land back at their home in the United States, I ship the wine directly to their door. So I think those are the types of trends that, that I see developing that are going to make it much, much easier for uh, wine lovers to experience new places, new wines, new varietals, and have the convenience of the wine arriving to the door when it makes sense for them so they don't have to go out and find it. Well, and I would add at a price that is lower than what you would pay at a traditional retailer. No, it's exactly right. I mean, the beauty of this model, and that's why I thought about it strategically, is uh, one of the biggest challenges that small business face is lack of resources. And lack of resources are exacerbated by big overhead. So if you don't have a physical store in which you have to pay rent and insurance for that space and carry a huge amount of inventory, uh, it, then 
you can reduce costs tremendously. You don't have to have staff sitting in the retail store during slow hours when no one's coming in. They're not providing an, an ROI. And so I think that the off-premise retail model is the wave of the future. Well, it's uh, it's great that we have you as a not only a wonderful resource, but a big supporter of the organization and the community. Um, but before we go, how can folks reach you in case uh, they have questions? Um, I mean, you've covered a fair amount of ground in terms of, you know, who would potentially benefit from Duvan and from your insights and your knowledge and your connections in the wine space from, you know, casual wine drinker like myself to a collector to a corporate, you know, executive that wants to do a team building exercise all around wine. How do folks find you? Well, I'm sort of old school. Pick up the phone and call me. Uh, I, love to, <laughs> I love to talk to people. Uh, you know, the reality is we're a flat organization. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm the proverbial one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. It's all, you know, I have help, of course. And, you know, my shout-out to my wife, Connie, who's been instrumental during the course of the uh, COVID, you know, helping me with the business. But it's, it really is about that personal interaction. So call me or send me an email and I'll get you what it is you need, whether it's a corporate executive retreat or it's a mixed case of wine delivered to your door or, you know, come over and sit on the deck here and we'll just drink some wine and shoot the breeze and figure out a path forward. Well, I put your email on the screen for those uh, folks who are going to be watching this, uh, either a replay or are watching this live. So feel free to reach Warren by his email. I believe your phone number is on your website, which is dovan.com. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. It is. So call Warren, email Warren if you have questions. And Warren, before we go, I got to ask you, what's your favorite wine? Ah, uh, <laughs> I know. The one I'm drinking. Uh, <laughs> no, this Actually, this is a... There's a lovely Sauvignon Blanc from Napa by Blueprint. Um, I mean, how can you do a wine event without drinking some wine? I, I really think that, not to dodge the question, it is what it depends where I am, what I'm eating, what my experience is. So if I've got, you know, a bone in ribeye on the grill, you know, I want a, a Brunello de Montalcino or a big cab or something like that. If I'm having that Branzina we talked about earlier, you know, a lovely light floral white wine from around the Mediterranean would be uh, something more interested. If I'm having if I'm having uh, foie gras or or blue cheese, I want a sauterne. So it really depends. But many many years ago, I picked my desert island wine, and uh, that was the 1990 Paul Roger Winston Churchill Champagne. Now, subsequent to that, I've had wines that have been an epiphany for me, like the 1961 Palmer, one of the greatest red wines. I've ever had and acknowledged around the top 10 of the 20th century. But just like you can't choose your the football team you support, I was in LA when the Raiders were there, so I'm a Raiders fan. So even though it creates a lot of chagrin for my wife, you know, if the Raiders are playing, that's how it is. If they're out, okay, 49ers. But uh, you don't change your, your wine. So if I have to go to the desert island, I'm taking my 1990 Porroger Winston Churchill, which is not only one of the greatest champagnes in the world, but it's also one of the greatest wines in the world. Well, perhaps one day sooner than later, we'll be able to have a glass together. Warren, I want to thank you for being here, taking some time, 
sharing some of your insights. And uh, I, I'm sure like most people watching or listening to this, you've just made me tremendously hungry and <laughs> also craving a delicious glass of wine. So thank well, you, my friend. Thank you. You know where to find me. We know where to find you. Um, and uh, for all of you, thank you for watching. On behalf of everyone at the Hebrew Free Loan, I want to thank Warren for being a big supporter of the Business Circle, a contributor and supporter of the agency. And uh, for all of you, our viewers, our community, I hope you found this conversation interesting, insightful, and fun. And I wish you well and look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks, everybody. Thank Thanks, you. Warren.